When we first started writing and recording Oh Gravity, we were not even thinking about a project. That uh, attitude kind of carried through the whole project. It was just kind of a natural thing where we didn't really set out to achieve anything. We were just kind of making music for ourselves. Gravity is the physical attraction between two bodies and it's basically asking the laws of physics why we on a social and political plane can't really keep it together. If you look at the headlines every day, you see things falling apart. Basically disobeying the laws of physics. For me, this is kind of a collection of the last three years, you know, and I feel like as a band, we've kind of got our, our thing that we do really well as the five of us. We know where we're going, we know where we're headed. I think the theme for this record could be summed up with not, not, not so much why do bad things happen to good people, but why do good things happen to bad people? Welcome to Switchfoot Song Stories, a fan-run and operated podcast, not affiliated with Switchfoot. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Switchfoot Song Stories podcast. I'm your host, Tyler D. Smith. We appreciate your support each and every week, and my guest this week is Stephen Stanley. If you haven't heard his music, do yourself a favor and go check it out. Um, I also wanted to briefly mention that we did have some audio issues on this episode, and we apologize for that. Uh, But despite some of the audio issues, we hope you will still listen to the entire podcast. It's really good stuff, and we'll make sure we work to correct those issues in the future. Here's a couple clips of Stephen Stanley's music, and then we'll dive right into our conversation. Oh, 
have a very special guest on the podcast this week. This guy that I'm about to introduce to you is, in my opinion, one of the brightest up-and-coming Christian artists in the world today. Stephen Stanley, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? Dude, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Huge fan of your stuff, your uh, your original songs. Um, so far, my personal favorites, Note to Self and Rest in the Father. Excellent songs right there. And also love your Instagram page where you post a lot of cover songs and, and make those songs your own. And I saw last week, I believe, you post on Instagram that your album is done. Is that right? Yeah, album is done. As of last week. <laughs> Very cool. Good timing. So first full link album, you you announced it with a Chick-fil-A cup, I think, which is brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm a Georgia boy. Yeah, you so if album one is complete, is there anything about the album you can share with us? Anything at all that you can uh, kind of let us give us the sneak peek of a little bit? Yeah, we haven't talked about like the title or, or release the title or anything. So I can't say anything about like, you know, what's in it. But uh, we worked super hard on it. I wrote like 300 songs for the record. So it was a lot of songs. And we took, uh, I think we started in probably June of 2022. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've taken the time. And yeah, it's my first album too. So that was, that was really awesome. I think I, I really kind of found my sound. Yeah. Yeah. So more to come soon. Very soon. It'll start start coming out. Awesome. How difficult was it to kind of narrow it down, or have you done that yet? Super. It was super. Yeah. No. We we've got all the songs and we've got the ones that are placed. We did cut uh, I think two or three. And that was difficult, but the, it ended up being like fourteen songs. On the so we still got good chunk of songs. Nice. So I saw on the, the website, um, it says you make songs with immediate emotional impact, um, powerful voice, inspiring lyrics. It's a wonderful com uh, combination. So we look forward to hearing that. Outside of that line, what would you say is like your ultimate goal with your art? Like what, what brings you the most honor and fulfillment um, in your career, at least uh, to this point so far? I think so far it's been able to um, to, to um, a younger generation. I think uh, Christian music for a minute has maybe left some folks behind. Um, and I think there, there needs to be music for the next generation of Christians that they want um, music that, that speaks directly to them. And I think there's, there's sort of a, a darkness in the world right now. And I think people are drawn to it. Um, you know, there's a lot of artists in the mainstream right now where I can see why my generation is is drawn to that because we grew up with cell phones and all the darkness that's in the world is at our fingertips every day. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of, you know, even though, even if we're not living in that darkness, we see it more so than anybody, you know, in the history of the world. I was talking to a friend the other day. And you can literally go watch, um, I'm forgetting the name of it. Uh, it was the, the mass shooting in, in 1999. Um, you can literally go watch all like nine hours of that on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Go watch like the security cam footage. And that's horrifying. And I think there's a, there's a darkness in music and in entertainment that I think we have to go to that dark place to shine a light. And that's what I'm trying to do with this new album is, 
I go to some dark places that I've been, and by the end I try and bring people out and, and spread some light and ultimately, you know, share Jesus. You know, that's that's the main goal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I think we only get there with with honesty and and being up front. Absolutely. Well, it's it's no surprise to us here at the, you know, as far as this podcast goes, that um, to see another artist that's been impacted by Switchfoot over the years. Um, I was looking up a, I think it was a K Love interview or article. Um, it was kind of asking you a bunch of questions, and it said artists you look up to the most, and you said John Foreman of Switchfoot. You said he's been one of your heroes since first grade. Uh, you said Beautiful Letdown was the first album you owned. And then I came across on your TikTok and Instagram, you singing Dare You to Move on a tour bus with Drew Shirley on guitar. So that must have been amazing. Uh, and then some pictures with you with the guys as well. So if you can even put into words, like what is John Foreman and, and what has this band meant to you personally and professionally? Yeah. Well, first of all, meeting them was literally one of the best days <laughs> ever. Um, I remember I had just signed like six months earlier or something, and um, or maybe it was further back than that. But anyway, I, it was one of the first shows I ever played. It was at a festival. I think we were in Ohio, and I knew that uh, my friend at, at the label knew John uh, pretty well. So I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can work something out where I can just say hey to him because we're playing at the same festival. And maybe I can go let me come say hey. Or, so it ended up, they had an idea, and they saw my TikTok too, and they asked if maybe we could do something together. And I go over there, and just meeting John, I mean, John literally is my hero. I, I'm pretty sure that was like, that's the first music I remember hearing, is John's voice and Switchfoot, and their lyrics and everything. So it was crazy just to meet them, and Drew was actually the person I got to, he was still in the band at the time, obviously, and um, he was the person I got to spend the most time with. And he was so encouraging. They're exactly the way that I thought they'd be. You know, just super warm and kind. And I got to hang out with John for a minute, and I got to meet Tim. And uh, I didn't know we were going to be singing "Dare You to Move," so I hadn't like. I obviously know the song, like I've known the song since I was little, but I wasn't like prepared to sing it. Like, you just want to sing it real quick, and throw the camera up, and we had planned to do something. I just didn't know what. So uh, yeah, we sang "Dare You to Move" and that was just incredible and they gave me some great advice and it, was, uh, it was amazing but the, the coolest thing about that whole meeting is uh, I'm actually deaf in my left ear so um, obviously I've listened to Switchfoot so much uh, the accident happened when I was nine and I listened to Switchfoot before the accident and the song Mental Ed there's panning going on it's mm -hmm. a song where it goes from right to left it goes down. So I remember after my accident, I was listening to that song, and I was like, this must be like a group. <laughs> this doesn't sound quite right. So I got to tell them that whole story. And Drew was like, so you're telling me that Mental Lit was the last song you heard in the And I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that bit of like, he, kept, he was like, I heard from some other like bands and stuff playing on their stage. He was telling us that that's some kid. They said that mental illness was the last time you heard the stereo. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, but John in particular, just, you know, I don't I don't write my songs like John. Um, John is, you know, he uses a lot of analogies and, and things, and I'm much more conversational. But I always loved 
John's part. I could, it, I, there's this thing with Switchfoot, and I don't want anybody to tell me otherwise. I don't know what Switchfoot songs are about, because I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> this is, this, I know this sounds like kind of dumb, but um, when I hear a song that John wrote, he writes in a way where I feel like I can insert myself into whatever it is, and he could be writing about something completely different than yeah. what I'm going through or what I think the song is about. And I think he does it on purpose. I don't think he wants you to know what the song is about. So you have to either really, really think about it and think about what the song is about, or it's just easier to insert yourself. And I feel like every time I, I hear a Switchfoot song, I'm just able to feel the heart behind it and know that he's got love and that's where he's writing from. And that's why they just always meant so much to me. Like, they just had a profound impact that it, I can't even describe. Yeah. Whenever we have artists on the show, we like to ask this question. Let's say you were brought up on stage with Switchfoot, maybe the closing of a show, and there's two songs left. One of them, they're going to help you sing one of yours, and then you're going to sing one of theirs. What two songs are you picking? Um, okay. All right, so there's a new song off my album. So I'll use a new song. There's a song called uh, About to Rain that's like super 2000s rock and roll. And I think that would be really fun to play with Switchfoot. I think they would have fun. So I'll say about to rain, even though nobody's heard the song. But that's the song I would pick. Nice. And then one of their songs, you said, right? Mm hmm Okay. Um, honestly, uh, I would say uh, Oh Gravity. That's one of my oh, favorite, nice. That's one of my favorite songs. And it's a good closer, too. It's like super hype. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that happens to be the song we're talking about today, which is cool. Uh, you know, this um, this song and this album is interesting to talk about in the Switchfoot community because uh, it, it kind of came right after this heyday of beautiful letdown, nothing is sound, guys on MTV and The Tonight Show and all this stuff. And But overall, it's quite different. You know, it's a wide range of sounds. They got um, Awake, Awakening and American Dream, which may fit maybe, yeah, their whole collection. Then you got Dirty Second Hands, Foss Midas and Myself, Amateur Lover, Circles, like kind of some different, you know, different vibes in those songs. Um, but yeah, so. Sixth grade, I think, when this record came out. Yeah. I remember, yeah. <laughs> so. I think, yeah, I think it was uh, maybe the day after Christmas or something. I remember Christmas week um, getting this one and putting in the old CD player and blasting. I, I had heard Awakening before, um, and that's still uh, one of my all-time favorite Switchfoot songs, but. Um, so you, you mentioned it as being your favorite, like, uh, I guess that was my next question is why did you, I know you had mentioned Vice Versus, we'd already talked about that song on the pod, but why'd you end up choosing Oh Gravity to talk about? Dude, I remember the, uh, cover art. I didn't own the album at first. I remember I was at church and someone had the CD and they showed me the cover art. <laughs> like super punk rock. Like that. I remember loving the visuals from this whole record too. Like you watch the record. It's almost like Monty Python, a little bit, like this guy yeah. kind of with their own flair to it. But uh, Old Gravity, I just, I don't know if maybe angst is the right word, but uh, I was homeschooled 
and I was a pastor's kid, and when this song came out, we had just moved, and I had a couple friends, so we were moving, and I remember being really, really upset uh, about that, and we were moving to basically where I am now, um, super tiny town, um, literally, I think the population at that time was probably like a thousand, maybe, so, so not a lot of people around, and I don't know, that song just hit me at the right point. I listened to it a few times over the past just week. Um, mm -hmm. And even today, I was just like, I still feel that energy uh, from the song. And it's the same kind of thing I, I mentioned earlier about John, just not really wanting to know what the song's about, just wanting it to sort of make me feel the way that I'm feeling. And yeah. um, I've always wanted to make a song like Low oh, Gravity. I don't, I don't have one yet, but... <laughs> Nice. John, when this came out, he said, this is a fun, happy, clappy tune about a grave matter, which a lot of their, uh, yeah. But, you know, just asking that question, like sons of my enemies, why can't we keep it together? You know, he said, um, it's a conversation with a well-known law of physics. The question is, if in the physical world, uh, things naturally move closer together. Why are we falling apart? Wars, rumors of war, divorce, hatred, violence, everything on the evening news seems to contradict gravity. Um, and then he also said this, the song is a generational appeal for peace, love, and understanding. So I don't know if anything comes to mind when you kind of hear a couple of things that he said about it. Um, but, you know, when, when we find ourselves asking those questions in life, like, why can't we keep it together? Why? Why are things falling apart? Yeah, it's kind of like a duality to it, where it's, it sounds happy, and it's like almost inviting you, but uh, it's really about That song is so relevant today, too. Like, it's crazy how, how much that song holds up. Um, yeah, I don't know why we can't keep it together, but my answer is always just like, the world needs Jesus. So <laughs> it's just as simple as that, you know? Um, but again, it's like, you can almost internalize that song too, but, you know, why can't I keep it together? Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, I think he's talking about society. And a lot of, a lot of the songs that he's talking about, I think he's sort of talking about peace and love and wanting to bring people together. And I think that's what their band is about. You know, we used to go to, probably until the pandemic, I think I saw them at least one time a year. Um, in concert, and that's the way he is, like live. I remember he actually, uh, he was doing his John Foreman thing where he like climbs on the rafters and speakers. <laughs> and we were at the Georgia Theater in Athens. That's, I probably saw them there five or six times. And uh, I was on like the edge on uh, the left side of the stage. And there's this little railing that goes up and he was climbing literally all around everything and he actually came over to me and he kind of fell over <laughs> his foot kind of landed on my shoulder just for a second he didn't like hurt me but he was always that way just i think he just really wants to bring people together and i think this song oh gravity is, is kind of what he's talking about and he was almost maybe when when did this record come out was it 2010 Sounds right. Let me look.
Should have it all memorized by now. 2006. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, there's obviously some crazy things going on in the world there. Um, yeah, it's almost political, like, you know, what he was probably writing about at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's crazy things going on in the world. But, um, but yeah, you can feel that in their concerts. John just, he wants to make a connection with you, and he wants people to come together and just relax. Yep. <laughs> This is one that I love live. Uh, I remember on one tour, I can't remember which tour it was, but they came out and they were doing the uh, guitar chords of Meant to Live. So the crowd's going nuts because that's going on. But instead of singing the first verse, they hit that chord and John said, like say they were in Nashville or something, he would say, hey, Nashville, you're not ready for that one yet. Oh, gravity, na 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 How epic. <laughs> I remember loving too watching them play it live when they the piano thing happens. Yeah. And watching uh oh, what's his name? I can't remember the guy that, that uh plays plays the, the keys on that. But uh Jerome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember he's just like so wild when he does it. He just they don't have a lot of songs that are more funk, but that one Yep, everybody like on the CD or live, like when that part comes up, they just, their eyes go there and there's, oh, he, I mean, it's like you're you're hitting the wrong notes, but he hits them so well. <laughs> How about lyrically, anything from the song uh, stand out to you? Um, I know for me, one part, like we found out the hype won't get you through. Love that line. Honestly, that one, uh, you said, uh, sons of man. That's almost biblical. Yep. Uh, and that's that's the way he writes too. There's a bunch of other songs. Like, uh, another one of his uh, shadow through the sunshine. Or that's literally from, from songs. But he'll almost use this like Old Testament, you know, biblical language, which is I always find so interesting. He never writes like if he writes a, you know, they've always been kind of outside Christian. Um, you know, kind of like on the fringes. And uh, I always love when you use that kind of language in a song. And you can kind of find it in almost everything. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's one thing I've, I, I heard them say at one point is they felt like they never fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. They kind of had to do it on their own. You know, they were either uh, too cool for Christian music and not rock and roll enough for like the rock acts and you know i feel like you know i'm not i would never like compare myself to switch but but I, i've kind of felt that like as i've gotten into to christian music it's it's like i'm either not mainstream enough for the mainstream people or i'm not cool enough for the cool kids and it's like uh <laughs> you know but I've always liked, you know, there's another band, Need to Breathe, where they're like the same thing. It's, you know, and they're kind of like brothers in a way, like those two bands. You know, yep. They're, they're my two favorite bands of all time, but they've always been sort of on the outside and kind of had to do it on their own and kind of pave their own way because they're not doing it like anybody else. And, you know, not compromising. I've always really respected um, 
switchfoot. And I don't think there would be a need to breathe without without switchfoot. Yeah. I think Bears even said that like they they paved the way for them to do it. And now there's there's more bands. You know, like yep. another one of my favorites, Colony House. I think Switchfoot paved the way for Colony House and uh, Gable Price and Friends who are actually you know good buds. And I think I think there's a lot of amazing things that wouldn't wouldn't be happening in Christian music or in between uh, without without Switchfoot. Yep. Yeah, you just named my three favorite bands, so there you go. <laughs> and I saw on your Instagram you had a photo with Bear and had a, a session with him, so that's really cool. Yeah, one of the, the songs we wrote was actually on the album. So, uh, nice. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. And my next thing, I'm figuring out how to ask this because I probably have to get a telephone because I want to play uh, a song with John. Definitely, definitely. Maybe just, that's like a bucket list. Thing. Just write a song, even if we don't write a song. Yep. Yeah. Even if that song gets put on a hard drive and is used five albums from now. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Uh, speaking of Bear, too, Wilder Woods' album came out. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, it, it'll have been out for a week or so. But, man, such such good stuff. But, yeah. Yep. Yep. Getting ready to head to uh, Florida on vacation, so I'll be playing that one for sure. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Do you have any plans for a tour? You're working on anything as far as getting getting out there? Or are you just all 100% album focused right now? Now, now the, the album's done. We've got a couple months for you know shooting videos and good things. We've got a few things shot already. So mainly TikTok's the thing that happens now. So I <laughs> we're just focused on that and. Um, We'll start tour in May, um, just doing like festival season and um, working on hopefully a few tours in the fall. But uh, yeah, we're I'm excited. It's gonna be great. Doing a couple shows with Skillet, so that would be fun. Nice. And then hopefully, hopefully I'll run into Switchfoot again at the Yeah. Skillet's another one of my top ones, so we're just uh, hitting all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll do a podcast of every artist ever and their song stories, and we'll. <laughs> well, thanks a ton for coming on. Is there anything else else you want to mention from Switchfoot or your own music? Dude, just uh, thanks for, for having me on. I always wanted to talk about Switchfoot. That was really cool. Um, really appreciate you having me on. You can come back anytime, and we'll look forward to hearing your new album whenever it comes out keep up the great work you mentioned tiktok and instagram that's huge for you know even anyone that doesn't have has some singles but not your first album even out yet to have like that kind of following because of you know you utilizing um those technologies or those platforms um is awesome so i i would encourage anyone out there who's trying to get their stuff out there you know check out what steven is doing because it's a it just kind of draws you in into that specific song. And then when you add, obviously the powerful voice with like the visual of it, um, I think is a big reason why you're, you're getting a big following uh, to kind of get ready for this first album. Thanks, man. And yeah, anybody out there starting out, uh, start, start making videos. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Instagram is? Sorry, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is uh, Steve's Steven Stanley Music. Awesome.
Thanks again. Keep inspiring. We'll look forward to the new album. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.